0: What's up, guys? We're back for episode 8, season 2, episode 1. I have the lovely, lovely Morgan Rogers. She's here. Here's my pen. I have my so, pen. Um, uh, yeah, Morgan is here. We're going to talk about the importance of accountability. Uh, I'm so glad to sit down, have this conversation with her. We're getting ready to get the YouTube channel up, get some more apparel for you guys, so be on the lookout for that. We have a website, allnatsmatter.com. Nice. So, I'm taking strides and steps. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, who you are, what you do, and all those exciting things that I my panel. Here it is. Okay. You
1: can go. Uh, my name is Morgan Rogers, like you said. I am a criminal defense attorney here in Houston. I represent people accused of misdemeanors and felonies in Harris County and the surrounding counties.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I am married to a pastor, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah, he's a minister. Mm-hmm. Great, great guy. Yes. He was on episode two, guys. This is just why.
1: Check it out. Just to
0: let y'all know, getting the whole household, gonna get the dog and the son. Named. Oh god <laughs> Um,
1: I have a ten-year-old son. he's yep. to be eleven, going into fifth grade. Teenager. Yep. And that's kind of my life right now.
0: Mhm. But yeah, so it's a guy walking. Out. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh. How long have you been a lawyer? I think I've asked you this before, mm-hmm. but I keep forgetting.
1: Five years. I graduated from law school in 2012.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And you're originally from?
1: West Virginia. West
0: Virginia. So what school did you go to? Here. Did you go to school here or back So in- I
1: went to um, undergrad. So for law school, you do like a four-year undergrad yep. in whatever subject you want. Indeed. You don't have to, like, study law or anything. And okay, then you okay. apply to law school and... um it's a three year deal to okay. go to law school. So I went to WVU in West Virginia. They're West now in Virginia. the, yeah.
0: The football, the yeah. big football not school?
1: Yeah,
0: they're here now. Uh-huh. Wow.
1: Yep, and then um, moved down here in 2009 with yeah. Jaden, my son, when he was two.
0: Okay.
1: And started law school. Oh, where at? South Texas, downtown. South Texas College of Law.
0: Never heard of them. Mm-hmm. and I'm from Texas. Uh okay, so so you were born and raised in West Virginia? Yes. What city?
1: Charleston, West Virginia. Charleston,
0: West Virginia. It's the capital. So it's like is it big in West I've never been to West Virginia. In. I've been to Newport Beach in Virginia. But my aunt was stationed there, so that's the only reason I've been in Virginia.
1: But I've never been to But I've
0: movies. never been. To
1: um West Virginia is very mountainous. It's yeah. known for like outdoorsy stuff. Um it is Country. Uh uh-huh. Charleston's more city yep. because it's the capital. Um, but it is still, I think the population is only like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, something like that. Wow, so it's not that many not, people. Not that no.
0: Big. So it's more like family family oriented, like everybody knows everybody. Pretty much. Yeah. Somebody. There are
1: only two high schools. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. That's yeah,
1: yeah. It's small.
0: That's, uh-huh. that's But everybody knew small. everyone.
1: So it wasn't like, um, I don't know, it wasn't like the rich kids didn't hang out with, I, mean, I knew the doctors, I knew yep. everybody, like everybody, everybody hung out with each other, yeah.
0: So, okay, so everybody knows your business basically. Yeah, pretty much. If you do something embarrassing to somebody.
1: Somebody will know.
0: Will know. Yeah. And mm-hmm. somebody in your family will know because.
1: Probably, Yeah.
0: Okay, all right, so what prompted you to move?
1: don't, uh, if, you, if you don't know mind talking yeah, about Yeah, no. Um, so in, I was applying to law schools. Um, I felt like, I felt like God told me to go to law school, which is not something that I ever really wanted to do. That's
0: usually the plan. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When you don't want to do something and God tells you to do that, that's probably God. God. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't plan
0: to be a barber. It just happened. Don't know. No.
1: So what you heard, you heard the voice or you
0: No, my mom was my, my, um, I guess what Samuel had, he had, uh, forgot the guy's name, but he had an overseer. Yes. That taught him how to listen to God's voice. Yes. Same thing, my mom. Uh-huh. I had a full ride to Southern University. Uh-huh. I was going to play in the band because I've been drumming uh-huh. since I was six. But uh, senior year, getting ready to do my audition at Southern, had a cousin that was going there. She was like, yeah, go to Southern. You'll love it. It's fun, so extravagant. You'll uh-huh. party your life away. And I was like, Yeah. Oh, let's go party and my mom was like no go to barber college go get your barber license and I was like mama what yeah you crazy and so yeah but uh back to you I'm sorry no that's okay but um
1: yeah so I felt like God was telling me to go to um to go to law school
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was kind of like mid semesters when I was applying to go to law school yeah. law school is You have to take this lsat exam in order you have to score a certain amount in order to get into the schools and south texas was a a, they had a spring start rather than a fall start most schools don't they only have a fall start and so um i had come to texas i wanted to do criminal defense i really wanted to do death penalty work in texas yeah. kills the most people uh yeah, they executes really the like most people
0: old testament hill song.
1: right so you i was like it. oh well if i want to do death penalty work i should go down to texas and so that's kind of what led me here and now i'm here forever
0: wow okay <laughs> and you and you and anthony met at church
1: yes we met at church um we've only been married for three years so about four years ago i think we met
0: uh, you dated for a year, and yeah. We dated for a year,
1: got engaged, and all that. In the year, we got yeah, married. it was yeah. relatively quick,
0: yeah. That happens me and my wife the same way, uh-huh. but you know, the only difference was me and my wife had known, e- we'd known each other oh, since yeah, we were yeah, kids yeah. Oh, that's through a mutual awesome. friend. But um, I was friend zoned for like 12 years, <laughs> and uh, it just kind of worked this way out. Some things were transitioning, yeah, and um. I just asked her one day, I said, hey, you want to be my girlfriend? She was like, yeah, sure. What? Yeah, but it, it it's from years of knowing each other, uh-huh. so I didn't have to be extravagant. But uh-huh. um, I think seven or eight months into dating, we found out we were going to have a baby because uh-huh. we were dancing out of wedlock, uh-huh. you know that. Dancing. It's and like uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, well, I guess it's time to go ahead and make that move. Mm-hmm. Bought a ring, proposed a month later, got married. Wow. Four months after that, what? so I think in the span of a year and a half, we went from dating, courting, pre-parenthood, married. That's a lot. Newlyweds, yeah. parents, yeah. and we're still in that new, you know, that uh-huh. honeymoon phase. Uh-huh. But yeah, that was us. The same thing.
1: How long have you been married?
0: We made a year in July, so it's a wow. year and one month. Wow. Yep, 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 yep. We've gotten through the. The first year? Yeah. Would you
1: say it was hard? Oh, yeah.
0: Year? It was a boxing match. Really? People.
1: Why do you think that was? Because it was because y'all were just trying to like live in the same space and get to know each other like on a deeper level like that? It or was like...
0: the meshing of habits and attitudes and mentalities. Uh-huh. And of course, your spouse exposes the bad things yes. that are in you. Yes. And if you're the prideful person like me, I didn't hear that.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, so my definition of what being a husband was, was totally different of what it actually is.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And so it was a lot of bumping heads. And my my wife, she's outspoken to the people she's closest to. Yes. We're super close. So yeah. she's super outspoken. She's always, she's quick to tell me like, hey, get your sh- uh-huh. together for us. So, uh-huh. And that's what I need because my mom was the same way. Yeah. And that was kind of is that a transition. problem though?
1: Like no, with you a... situation, like do you ever feel like so Anthony and I, uh-huh. I'm very much like his mom. Yeah, but it's a problem because of that. So it's like I am acting more like a mom.
0: No, that's no? but okay. that's the role that the woman becomes, because you're the facilitator. You set the tone. Mm-hmm. The man is the protector, mm-hmm. spiritual head. Mm-hmm. The woman is the person that's able to make everything run without a hitch. And so, and I mean, just me, because I'm learning that my pride is going to kill my relationship.
1: Yeah.
0: It's just pride for yeah. me. And yeah. I was sitting in the car, my wife was going through the weekly things I needed to do on Sunday. Uh-huh. I'm just driving, eating my seats, and I'm like, this woman is forever. She's like my mom. And I'm okay with that. Okay. But that's I mean, cool. at times I used to get angered, mm-hmm. but I remembered um, me and my wife kind of knew. When my mom passed, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like we were meant to be together. God Mm -hmm. was orchestrating that way. Um, And I tell the story to everybody, but my mom had just called it. We just pulled her off the machine. I'm outside, crying my eyes out. I'm like, okay, God, you know I said I was going to give my all because the night before me and my mom talked Uh and everything started to make sense. I was like, my mom did so much to sacrifice for me and my siblings. The least I can do is get my butt up, and be something for the sake of what my mom did. Uh, and in all of that realiza- realization, you know, she was transitioning to heaven.
1: Oh, wow. And it
0: happened rapidly. So I was heartbroken. And I'm crying my eyes. I'm like, God, who's gonna be the woman to anchor me? Who am I gonna have now? And as soon as I said that, my wife walked up to me and said, Hey, I'm here. And he said, There you go.
1: I'm gonna cry. So,
0: yeah, that was, and I mean, it's a beautiful thing now because know yeah. it, it's anchored a lot but uh i'm not trying to get crying sorry that's so beautiful but, um, yeah yeah that was it for us and uh, so i don't get antsy or ticked off yeah. when she's being mother yeah because well that was like that's her job exact, she's that makes sense though
1: you need to tell
0: I mean, it's a guy thing, <laughs> you know. Every guy learns on his own, and God will tell him because he's <laughs> in the words, so I don't have to say anything. But um, no, I get, I've gotten enraged, and that's why the Ugh. first year was like, uh, cause I'm like, oh, she's yeah. being my mom, mm-hmm. especially around my family. Like, I'll do something, to say something, she like, you don't do that. Stop lying. You always lying. You always extravagating stuff, mm-hmm. and they're just snickering because my mom would do the mm-hmm. same thing. But, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm growing to love it. Sometimes yeah. it's still like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I want to go super sad. Mm-hmm. But I grit my teeth and keep my mouth closed because I know she's my helper. Yeah. And God has already told me, he said, if you want your life to be abundant and bloom into something beautiful that I've already gifted you, take your vision to your wife because she should Oh, wow. And he said, your life won't grow until you go consult her.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Simple so as that. And it's not that... She's the better counterpart. It's just that—that's how
1: your relationship works. That's
0: how a relationship yeah. works. So that's
1: awesome.
0: Yeah, it's, it takes a lot of prayer and just keep your mouth closed. Uh-huh. But it's a beautiful thing. Uh-huh. But back to you, <laughs> South Texas Law School.
1: Yes. Graduated in two thousand nine. At uh-huh. first, or in two thousand twelve. Started in two thousand nine. And I
0: was a junior in no two you know, thousand nine. I was a junior. At yeah what i look old but i'm really young who are (laughs) you
1: well when i first left like i i thought because the whole time i was in in law school i thought that i was going to practice criminal defense but i ended up going to um a large law firm for four years Mm -hmm. for four years um because i was just me and Jaden. And I didn't know how to run a business. And most people, when you practice criminal defense, you have to start your own business. There aren't just, like, firms out there. It's usually just solo, one person that does criminal defense. So I was like, I don't know how to run a business. I have this little child that's about to start kindergarten. I need insurance. I I don't have any of these things. We're on chip. Like, I don't. I need benefits. You
0: broke with a vision and a dream. So then I
1: went, so instead of doing my, what I felt called to do, I went um, to this large law firm and was there for several years, kind of just like building, I think growing in general, um, growing as an attorney, growing as a person, and then um, growing financially, and then I finally had the guts to leave last
0: year. Oh. Oh, okay. And how was that?
1: um it was it it's still been a very difficult year financially yeah. um and you know Anthony is in ministry so like yeah, we're not falling or anything like yeah. so his income now is like he's the breadwinner yeah yeah and so for the first several months it was very difficult having to rely just on Anthony his income is, yeah. yeah and but now it's it's getting good. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: definitely I mean I believe uh, same thing for me and my wife I was she was like working a little bit but she, was, she just graduated in mm-hmm. May but um you know I had enough I was working at the school right. and cutting hair so right. I had enough to balance us and so when God was telling me to step back from yeah. the school and just do this it was like a blow yeah. so I was like man what the heck
1: uh-huh.
0: But uh, I was talking to my mentor, and I was telling him I'm starting to realize that sometimes, well, with me, God is teaching me how to obtain his characteristics. Yeah. And once I obtain his characteristics, then he'll send the, the access that I need to move like I want to. Mm-hmm. But I need to make sure that my focus is him, so when the other stuff comes, the monetary stuff, I can move like that. So. Yeah.
1: Well, I like think anytime you follow what—I mean, I knew God was calling me out of that place, yeah—and so I had to just trust. Like, you're gonna have to, yeah, take you're gonna have trust. to take care of it because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm broke. I've never, yeah. You're gonna I'm have broke, to provide, I'm and broke. literally within the first month, like I got several cases like immediately, yeah, and I, we were able to, we were able to ourselves yep. and even just having the previous job, I was able to save a lot yep. and
0: but you got I got comfortable. I was like, man, this is life, this is lavish I
1: hated so, it
0: though so it, yeah, but the same thing i I loved the I saw the glimpse and the impact that I was supposed to have mm-hmm. but the overall just bubble yeah. community was toxic for me
1: yeah and well, I said it for it was, you though you actually had a place where you were impacting people's lives.
0: Because I understood it was my purpose, and that yeah. was my season. So I was, I could go all for it,
1: mm-hmm. no
0: matter what the chaos was because God told me this is your purpose and this is your season. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, yeah. I'm going to run with it. And every time I get out and I'm planting seeds, mm-hmm. I'm being a sower,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to do it to the best of my abilities because I know he's going to judge me for that one Yeah. Day. So, yeah. I
1: felt like that but when was
0: I GI, was at... I was miserable. Really? Yes, I was Noah after the ark, like and <laughs> drunk on wine. No <laughs> lie, no lie. My wife was like, "You need to leave." She told me two years before we got together. She said, "You need to leave." Yeah. But I, like, I oh. think.
1: So, do you think you stayed in that season too long? I did stay yeah. in that season too long. Yeah. And I think that's the same for me. I was there. I was there for a purpose, of course. Yeah. I knew that I had a purpose there, but I felt like my purpose had been fulfilled, uh-huh. and I still was like dragging my feet, trying to leave. Yeah, yeah. I felt like I didn't have the skills to leave. Yeah. I felt like
0: you kept creating reasons why. Yeah. Oh, I'll just stick it out one mm-hmm. more winter.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the
0: same for me. Same for me. Um, I'm just glad that you you're talking about. You took that leap of faith. I just texted some of my buddies and I was like, "Hey, I want to go skydiving." I'm a big scaredy kid. I hate heights, uh-huh. but the reason why I want to go skydiving is to teach myself that if I can spiritually just jump out of a plane and yeah. trust that God will catch me. I'm,
1: when are you going? I'm
0: all for it. I don't know. I've asked God. I said, "Okay, God, I want I want to do this to teach myself." Yeah. Because my my thing is, I have daughters. I have one now who's about to be one, mm-hmm. and then I got another one that's about to pop out in like two months after that. What? Yeah, we got another girl. I don't. Anthony I didn't tell you. No. Know. But you know he's all. He's EP and an yeah. So, Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, nah, nah. but yeah. So we have another girl on the way. Wow. Uh, my that's daughter's awesome. name is Janae. Uh huh. And then we the other girl, her name will be Jada. I'll give you the baby shower information okay. so you can come. But um. So I want to be able to teach my daughters that you got to really just rely on God because so many women put their rely and trust in relationships and finding a man to make them stable and then you build from that. Yeah. I don't want that for my daughters. Mm -hmm. So outside of teaching them, I want them to know that Mm -hmm. if you really just throw yourself in to trust in God, move yourself to a position that everything you do is out of your control. Yeah. Your, your life, that's when your life starts to become a blessing. Yeah.
1: Because
0: you, you, you can't control what's around you. Mm-hmm. And you, he's done it before and that's your, that's your, that's your ticket. That's your golden ticket. Nothing else.
1: Ooh. So
0: I want to do that.
1: So you're going to really jump out of the I'm place. really
0: going to do it. Even though every, you're gonna all, be so scared. my nerve fiber is the same. You've
1: been in planes before. Yeah. Okay. Of course. So it wouldn't be like first time flying and a first time. Be. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> No, no, it's just the first time I'm really doing something that I have no control of,
1: Ooh. that I am
0: so fearful of. Mm-hmm. But I believe, because word says God didn't give us the spirit of fear. Right. So, I'm no longer operating in here. But, yeah, that was my thing. But, um, okay, that's great. Uh, We're getting ready. We, we got 20 minutes in, which is good. Uh, So, accountability. Right. Let's talk about that. What is, like... And it's so crazy. We're talking about accountability because you're a lawyer. So, you know, the old saying, lawyers lie.
1: I know. Well, and I thought too, it was funny that I'd be talking about accountability on the criminal defense side. Yeah.
0: Or you can just talk about it in your own second round. (laughs) You don't have to talk about it specifically. Mm -hmm. In work. In work. Well, in work, Uh I'm
1: trying to think about how. um,
0: But what does accountability mean to you? Start right
1: there. Um, I mean, I guess just textbook definition. I don't even really know how you define how say, do you define say what yeah. You mean. And and having people around you that uh-uh. can ensure that you are doing the things that you yeah. say that you should be doing. Okay. Um Yeah. In work I hold the prosecution accountable to what yeah. they're saying. I don't so much hold my clients.
0: accountable Accountable all the
1: time um because i feel like my role is more to just kind of hear the person out Mm -hmm. and to tell their story for them
0: yeah
1: it's the prosecution's job to prove their case against my client and quote-unquote hold them accountable to whatever it is that they believe the evidence shows yeah okay i then am trying to hold the prosecution accountable to what they say they can prove
0: yeah
1: um so, I don't so much. It's not my job to judge my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my job to listen to them and mm-hmm. to tell their story.
0: Tell their side. Mm-hmm. You're the
1: legal voice. Correct.
0: Is it intense being in a courtroom?
1: <laughs> yes, it's terrifying. It's very intense. Which is one of the reasons why I, I like, tried not to leave for so long. My yeah. like, like cushy in-house job because I didn't, I didn't have to go to court. I didn't have to speak. Yeah. in front of large groups of people. Yeah. um, I just dealt with the attorneys. With I, I advised the attorneys within the law firm. So it was uh-huh. more like one-on-one type.
0: So, and okay, so yeah, I was terrified
1: to leave See? and have to that's be me. out in front.
0: That's me. I'm behind the scenes. I
1: don't like being out in front.
0: Me either. Okay.
1: But I feel like that's the reason why we're probably called to be out in front. Because yes. we're not going to take we don't want this we don't want this shine. Take, we're yeah, not taking yeah. it for the sake of ourselves yeah we're literally out in front like because
0: God, you better tell me what to say <laughs> and do because <laughs> yes
1: i, I can't
0: up. i'm not gonna talk to anybody. Uh-uh. i'm just doing so supposed to do and go yeah, yeah that's me
1: same so,
0: that's me um yeah i uh, i guess yeah uh, that makes sense I'm trying to formulate a thought, but I lost it, so I'm going to just keep talking. (laughs) Okay. But, I mean, I'm the same way, like, with this. This was my airplane. Yeah. Like, I know that this is important, talking about purpose and all the things that it entails. Mm -hmm. And just getting away from the umbrella of tradition. Because the umbrella of tradition doesn't teach sincerity and just... The, the aspects of having a relationship with God.
1: So when you say tradition so when you said that, I I immediately thought of like, because we're talking about purpose and like yeah. passion, I immediately thought of like traditionally, we're supposed to go to school yeah. and pick a certain job and stick with that job forever.
0: Retire in 40 years and then...
1: And yeah, and I'm like, I just don't feel like I can commit to one
0: passion thing. forever.
1: Yep. Like, I feel like I'm much that's more the
0: development of talents because you have given that one talent to God and served it. Yes. In the whole, you know, in the wholeheartedness, it's the same with me. I, I never planned to teach. I never mm. planned to cut hair. I plan to be Michael Jackson's drummer, uh-huh. but he died in 2007 <laughs> oh,
1: Yeah. And I was is like, that yeah, it is. So me uh, I
0: mean, it's recording, so you can just kind of mute it. It's fine. Like, right yeah, that's yeah, good. But um. I, uh, yeah, that was my plan and goal To be Michael's
1: drummer. <laughs> His drummer
0: That was it Nothing else, nothing less And God let me practice my talent of being a drummer He never stopped me I went to school Well,
1: I'm sure you'll use it
0: Yeah, I think later on yeah. And I'm seeing my, my daughter is musically inclined wow. So that's going to be amazing yeah. I'll be able to teach her what I know Mm-hmm. and still kind of cultivate my musicianship.
1: Mm-hmm. But... um, Well, I think... I feel like we... When we feel that tug of... of Ooh, maybe I'm not supposed to stay in this place. Sometimes we think... Did I make a mistake in choosing this place in the first? Yeah. yeah but, which I don't think is true. Because I think it is, like you were it's, saying, a it's, season. It's seasonal. Yeah. yeah.
0: But in, in every season... Like, I'm pretty sure you were going to say... You start developing some characteristics that ultimately tie into your, your God-given purpose. Yes. But it's just the and stages. we're just developing stages along in different seasons of our lives. It. Like,
1: I don't know if I'm going to stay in this season forever. hmm I don't see myself as these, you know, yeah. like, criminal defense attorneys that have been doing that exact same thing in and yeah. out of the same courtrooms for 40 years. I just don't see myself
0: but this Maybe is that. just a piece that's adding on. right yeah i understand i feel like i'll be still i'll still be a barber i think i'll be a teacher for 15 years god told me i'll be in the education department for uh-huh. 15 years but i think ultimately i'll be a principal Wow.
1: Yeah. so i
0: think i'll have five years of teaching and 10 years of being a principal just uh-huh. to kind of be in a position to really plant impactful seeds, because right. that's, that's my only goal. That's the only reason why I jumped into it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I was planning to be a drummer. I started cutting hair. I hated it the first year and a half, too, really? because my focus and fixation was on the wrong things yeah. and wrong people, mm-hmm. and so I had ungodly counsel, and that just really just kind of clashed with my purpose and plan in that season.
1: That kind of ties back into accountability. Yeah,
0: accountability. So then I um, I said, one. it was July 4th. We were in here. I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm really going to trust God that this is my season in life, and this is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm going to give it my all. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. And I get a call from my best friend, who's actually the mutual friend for my wife. Okay. That's my wife's godbrother mm-hmm. and her best friend. He's the reason why we met, because we met at his 12th birthday party. Oh. And so, yeah. yeah. But him. So Rodney called me. He's so, like, hey, man, it's a teaching job over at the school. She check it out. I was like, man, I don't want to teach. No, I don't want to teach music. I just want to cut hair. Yeah. Well, get home. My mom said, did you talk to Rodney? I was like, yeah, mom. I told her I don't want to do that mess. And she's yeah. like, you don't even know when God is bussing you. I was like, what? She's like, go fill out the application. i watch you work out. So that's how I got into teaching. And then that's how I moved from the school down here to over, you know, where where I was yeah. till I left. And, and God just showed me in that time, He said, You can, this is where you're going to be for a while to impact some people. It's going to really spark some change. So you got to accept that and then mm. serve it in, and, and, you know, in the best of your abilities. Yeah. But, you know, I felt like those seasons it really moved me to being like the forefront because the play was a was a joke that was I, well a I
1: definitely joke. felt like yeah. you were more you more than a music teacher
0: yeah so yeah the roles were different I was a music teacher in my first campus okay in my second campus I moved to being like a pushed in teacher's aid okay but then it got but to the but you were like where, administrative though no I was it not it seemed like you were I will see and that's how God was just showing uh-huh. me like the behind the scenes like okay this is how administration works yeah these, these are the things I'm going to move you into so I'm trying to teach you because I was doing everything yeah I was from the janitorial uh-huh. to the librarian uh-huh. to insular to I was by my second because I was there three years by my second third year I had touched every classroom in every form of fashion. Wow. And it didn't click, but that's how it worked. Even from summer school, but um, no, I was I was a regular aide. I just. Was pushed, not I was pushed <laughs> in the areas of the whole school to see how it runs yeah. and function. And, uh, I
1: mean,
0: Obviously, it, it took a lot. Like, yeah. It took a lot, but I understood that was my season. Uh-huh. So I had no issues of serving because I understand if I serve God, my, that's how I stay blessed. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my blessings is just sh- sheer favor and protection, mm-hmm. which is insurmountable because mm-hmm. I've done some reckless yes. stuff in my season yes. and he's still protected yeah. and covered me so I was cool with that but in uh, the pay was nice <laughs> and yeah. I had benefits so it was yeah. a lot of learning things and now looking back I can be like okay I understand I get it and now it's the next page. Well you know what am I supposed to be doing in this season and all that stuff but um yeah I get you feel you uh, we can stop for a break we're okay. 30 minutes in but stay tuned for part two as we dive into accountability and the importance of living a purpose-driven life. All right. All right, guys. We're back in part two, the final part of the importance of accountability. Part one was pretty be good talked about a lot of things that circulate accountability mm-hmm. the sphericals I think I said in the mm-hmm. circular mm-hmm. frame If that's how I'm picturing it in my head but uh you talk about accountability at working in your role but okay. uh, I guess we can dive into purpose and like accountability and how you I guess navigate those things in your everyday life
1: okay um, I think it's just in my everyday life, I understand that I need to be held accountable, but I think first I need to be able to be vulnerable about yeah. my stuff in order for people to be able to hold me accountable to the things that I struggle with. Yeah. So we, Anthony and I, were in a small group at church, yeah. small group, which is like, I guess another word for a Bible study, only it's more about relationship building than it is just about doing the and all that type okay. of stuff. Yeah. So, um, in our small group, we've been in for several years. So, it's people from the church. Yeah. We're around the same age. Um, some of us are married. Um, some of us have kids. And we kind of just talk about life and like yep. what we're going through, which I think is very important to have people around you that have the same foundational beliefs about God and life in general. That's the
0: purpose of church. It's a yeah. communal sense.
1: Right. And But to actually talk about the things that you're going through. Yep. Because historically, I feel like in my time in church, you didn't ever talk about what was going on in your life. Just when you see them in church, yeah. how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Even after I just cussed my kid out in the car. After yep.
0: I... But that is the uh, the shade of tradition. Like, yeah. That's the shade of it. Like I still, I still see that there's this visibly. Yeah. This is this isn't lining up, so right. there has to be something more.
1: Right, but the only way to I think grow is yeah. in relationship. Yeah. I think that's why marriage yeah. is helpful. I think really the purpose of marriage is to to self reflect.
0: Yep. Yeah. It shows your you who, how you. And that's why I say it to yeah. me. My relationship with my wife is the same with me and God. I'm the weaker vessel. I'm the emotional counterpart. He's the sound, loving, compassionate uh-huh. counterpart that's just there to, hey, you don't have to do that, to protect me from uh-huh. all the crazy stuff. Uh-huh. And that is, I feel like, like you said, the importance of relationships, and that's what it should be in every ministry. There should be some aspect of vulnerability. Yeah. And a place
1: to be able to ask questions Because not all of us have a Christian background Not all of us were raised in church And many of us came from different church backgrounds Different denominations Uh And so I think we all have questions And um, that's a place really for us to be able to ask the, the hard questions Like maybe we're struggling with even believing that God exists this week Because of the things that are going on like why did this happen to me? Why would God allow these things to happen to me if he's yeah. a loving God? Like those hard questions we're able to ask. But I think my the relationship that I rely on most for accountability is with Anthony. Yeah. He's a person that I'm with every day that I feel most comfortable talking about any possible thing that I'm going through, anything that I have gone through in the past. Yeah. He's a person that I can talk to. That I can go to and that I can trust that's going to be honest with me. That's not going to just say oh yes because i'm your friend and i'm yeah you're always right no but but he's gonna
0: friends are gonna be like they're gonna tell you get your yes now my wife will she don't play
1: that at all and that that i feel like is probably the most that's the area that i'm able to be held accountable in truly because if i'm honest with myself i'm not i'm not really that open with even my small group about the things that i'm going through I'm not as open with them as I probably should be. Yeah. Because it's, I think it's embarrassing sometimes to talk about the things that we're going, going through, the things that we're going through in our marriages, the things that we're going through with our children, the things that we're going through at work. And so I feel like my relationship with Anthony is where I can be yeah, yeah, yeah. held Most truly accountable. accountable. Yeah. But it requires him to be the same. Honest with me and to listen. Yeah. Like we both have to really listen to each other yeah.
0: to hear yeah. what's going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I I don't have an issue with being vulnerable with anybody, especially after the, the death of my mom. It's like I and I'm getting to the point where I really uh, I'm not phased about the negative, not negative, but like opinions that. They could affect me because I was I was a people pleaser and now I'm getting to that point I'm like I'm seasonal walking and I'm I'm plane jumping so if it's purpose if it's purposeful and it's planting seeds so like alright that's how you feel and it is what it is but um I don't have an issue with being vulnerable with anybody because of all that that transpired. And I was able to, like, remove another scale visually and start seeing things for what they really are and seeing the the depth and the intricacies of Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. And so it put a lot of stuff in perspective. And I think I'm vulnerable because my wife is guarded.
1: So you have to kind of offset that.
0: Yeah, so... In her guardedness, in which I understand and respect, and she's made it this far in this chaotic world, mm-hmm. so I applaud her for that, and it makes me want to be more protective, more protective because I understand. Mm-hmm. And so, because of that guardedness and just that little aspect, it's made me be okay and being open and being honest mm-hmm. because honesty is what reaches people. Yeah. So if I can sit, tell somebody, hey, I used to like play Power Hour at work in mm-hmm. <laughs> my season, mm-hmm. knowing this is not what I'm supposed to do, but I did it because I had hurts and heartbreaks, and those were my vices. Because mm-hmm. my vice wasn't God; it was God was my vice when it was like, okay, God, you really need to make this happen. But like on the yeah. small stuff, on the those are my stuff. vices and so i don't have a problem being vulnerable because in talking about my vulnerability, it brings healing to me and also it brings reconciliation to other people so right. I have no issue with it, yeah, still at the same time i certain stuff that me and my wife talk about is different, but when it comes down to like general stuff, I hate mm-hmm. sometimes i I can honestly tell some of my friends who aren 't married or guys who I know, and that 's the crazy thing i'll be Sitting, cutting somebody's hair, talking to somebody. And God to start telling me what's going on with them specifically. And sometimes he gives me the the voice to say it or the voice not to say it. Mm-hmm. But now he's telling me because he knows I'm going to go pray. So God start talking to me about my marriage. And they're like, man, that's crazy. That's exciting. You're doing all these wonderful things. And I'm like, no, no, no. Those are pictures.
1: Yeah.
0: It's beautiful. But not sometimes, me I want to... Duke it out of my life uh-huh. because it's that frustrating. And
1: marriage like, is what? hard.
0: Yeah, marriage is.
1: And people say that, but. And I never knew when people tell oh, marriage is so hard, marriage is so hard. Like, it really is. Because it's,
0: it's a constant self reflection. Yes. It's like, this is transpiring because of the nonsense that's in you.
1: Mm-hmm. There was this lady that did a study uh-huh. on. Um, Self-reflection, like how people can most come to understand themselves. And yeah. her thesis, her hypothesis, how she uh-huh. thought the, the study was going to go. She thought that people that spent, uh, or her theory, was that people that spent the most time alone doing self-reflection activities were the ones that would be most self-aware. But it was actually the opposite. It was the people that spend more time in community. Yeah. Because we lie to ourselves when we're alone. Of course, yeah. We confirmation bias is like a real thing. Like we tell ourselves, "Oh no, the way that you said that was right." You, yeah, you
0: justify.
1: You justify and that's your That's the
0: rootness of sin. Yeah, is justifying uh-huh. your wrongdoing, changing your view and not seeing God's view, and that's why the relationship with God is imperative. Because through Him and the Holy Spirit and Jesus being the example, you're able to see, "Hey, man." It's okay that you have these urges because Christ was human too and mm-hmm. he had these urges. Mm-hmm. But he didn't walk the same path. This is the right way. That's the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, keep going. It,
1: requires, it just requires yeah. community. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, a, they think uh, they can deal with their own, own stuff. Yeah. And, but in, and I don't think the church has historically been very good about allowing people to be open about what they're going through. Because just like, you know... If you're struggling with something, you're not allowed to talk. You're not allowed to talk about it in church.
0: Yeah, I don't understand. You gotta understand. be. You gotta yeah. be
1: perfect when you come up with church. I don't understand
0: how, because Catholicism is still like a big thing, and it's no shots against Catholicism, but it's like we've seen time after time in the past twenty years that popes are human.
1: Yeah, you heard about the whole deal just coming back out. Huh? There's a whole new scandal that just came out. See what I'm saying? Same
0: scandal. See what I'm saying? So it's yeah. it's always these scandals of molestation mm-hmm. and you know corrupt.
1: Because it's a culture of secrecy. Yeah. No one yeah. can no one can talk to each but other about what they're going through. not
0: the beauty of Christ's ministry. No, it's not. His ministry was in a in a personal relationship. Yeah. Mike. But
1: if these men, yeah in the church. Are yep. not able to go to anyone and talk about what they're going through.
0: And that's not what God has designed. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not cuz he created Eve for Adam.
1: Mm-hmm. We are meant to be in relationships. We're meant church. to mm-hmm. be in
0: relationships cuz and people miss like the in Genesis the scope of Eden. They just look at it as God gave them everything they could ever want. But What people miss and what I always like try to emphasize is that Adam was in the sheer presence of God, meaning he was directly tied to him in relationship. So anything and everything he needed, he had direct access. But when he cultivated the rebellious mindset that was against God, God had to cut them off. And so... God has been on this big redemptive plan. Have you... Have, do you watch uh, the Bible Project on I YouTube? Do. Yes. do, They always talk about that. Uh-huh. God is in this... He's created this redemptive plan yeah. through Israel and now it's been to everybody else that's not Jewish to cultivate a personal and intimate relationship with Him.
1: Well, Just what I doing think... That. Uh-huh. What I think is interesting is yeah. that before Eve was created, mm-hmm. Adam, like you were saying, he had... Everything he could have ever Everything wanted. He, he had God. Wanted. But God saw that it wasn't. He was lonely. Yeah. So he needed to create another person to have this yeah. relationship with. Yeah. Which I think right there. It's. Ties it. into the accountability. It's the whole, I yeah. mean it is the. It's the whole point of it. Yeah. It's proof of it. There in the very beginning.
0: Yeah. That's that's what it is. I mean. uh, Yeah. That's. The whole, it's still recording, okay, good. That's the whole scope of, I should say we should do it closer so I can see us, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> that's the whole scope of just being in a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And that's what the church is supposed to mirror. Mm-hmm. But through traditions and principles and politics, it's like this is the example. And of course when nobody's watching from the leaders to the ushers, you're doing whatever you want and yeah. that's why people aren't coming to Christ.
1: Yeah, and I don't think it's that tradition itself is a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but I do but when you start to idolize the traditions and you make them God's law. Yeah. You make them God's word. That's where you get into trouble.
0: That's where you get in trouble. And so I feel like, how can I go to another human being and trust everything he's telling me? Like, it's a divine counsel. Mm -hmm. When I know he's just as human as me. He has his shortcomings as me. And that's what I was saying about Catholicism. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever talk politics or theories or... White watch, black wash, purple wash, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just talk truth and say if you really to sit down, you'll understand the crisis it's since sens- it's sensible, meaning it makes perfect sense, and it's realistic, it's nothing extravagant, and I feel like the extravagance, the extravagantness mm-hmm. is whats what's like idolized mm-hmm. and people have taken that fault and said okay so every everybody that talks bible everybody that says they're a believer this is the example of them so I mm-hmm. can't trust that and that's not the truth
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I feel like you gotta be honest it's what accountability is it's yeah. honesty sheer honestness because mm-hmm. if you're honest then you can start pulling back the layers and really get to the root cause but uh we got off topic, but it was it was important. Um, what do you think of what do you think your purpose is? I ask everybody this.
1: Yeah. So I think our purpose, everyone's purpose, is the same, which is to just love others. Yeah. Ultimately, now the way in which I'm supposed to love others. Right now, I think it's through um, loving people that don't feel loved, loving people that feel like they're at their worst, Mm -hmm. and that they're defined by their worst moment. Just in my job, so like people that have been accused of doing doing horrible things Uh and understanding that they are not their worst day, that they are more than their worst mistake. Mm -hmm. in in the case where they have in the case where they you know but you
0: feel like this is your season to exhibit that unconditional love
1: i do Mm -hmm. and to hear people out and to just listen to their stories and to show them that i care about them to visit them when they're in jail take
0: Um, take the steps yeah to rehabilitation
1: right and to just show them that there is someone out here that cares about you
0: and why do you feel like love is your purpose What makes you adamant about that? Is it because of your previous chapters that's led to this? What is it?
1: Um, I just think that that's what Christ did. Period. And that's all he did was love on people. Constantly. That's what he did. He said, I mean, love God and love others. That's the greatest commandment. So, I feel like... Uh, I can't go wrong when I'm
0: doing that. You're loving people. Yeah, <laughs> No, you can't. I mean, you
1: can't go wrong no. when you're doing
0: that. Yeah, people like to talk about agape love, but they don't really understand what it entails. Yeah. Like, oh, this is God's love, and I love you like God. Like, God gets frustrated, too. That's why yeah. it says he gets frustrated. Yeah. But his frustration is out of disappointment. Like, mm-hmm. parent, like my daughter, mm-hmm. if I tell her, don't grab those magnets off the refrigerator and put them in your mouth. And she knows what I'm saying, and she does it anyway. I'm disappointed uh-huh. because she knows better. So I think that's God's way of being frustrated with us. Mm. But the love never changes. I won't stop loving my daughter because
1: because she, she took the yeah because
0: after. she put them in her mouth after <laughs> I told her a hundred times.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm not going That's not gonna make me stop loving her. That's just gonna make me. Want to pull out with her potential
1: Mm
0: -hmm. My younger brother Same thing he's 15 And I stay on him about being Not being messy But he's my brother So I don't lord over him Or try to be his dad His dad is still alive and that's his dad's job Mm -hmm. But I'm his brother and I tell him I I gotta hold you accountable because I know your potential And if I don't hold you accountable If I don't be honest with you That's our definition for the day if I don't be honest with you, I let I'm letting you freely rob yourself of what you're potentially destined to be. Yeah. Do. And I can't sit here and let you rob yourself. So I'm going to check you in honesty in action and get on you about being lazy. So get your butt up off the couch and clean up. Yeah. So Yeah, okay. Um uh, how are you purposeful in your everyday life you kind of said that already with your job yeah. do you, you want to tack anything else onto that
1: um, I just think I try to in the morning uh-huh. think about who, who I'm going to interact with who I've at least planned to interact with that uh-huh. day and um, like, ask myself like, what does love require of me today with that person what does that person require of me today how can I show them that they are cared for? That Assuming they're
0: important. That's Christ servitude, and it's crazy that you're saying these things because I always like noted and jotted, but to hear you say this is what you wake up and put your mind set on, mm-hmm. and then you start to interact and act, thats ultimately what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's just serve others and say I can serve you and. Be genuine with you and encourage you and help you, and you can do the same for me because of our ultimate example, which is Christ. I'm reading this book that my mom read. I'm finally diving into my mom's library. She had, a, she was a preacher, so she had a long library of like lexicons and all these, all these books. And so every so often, I'll pick up a book. My goal before December is to complete three books one book, Sit, Walk, Stand by Watchman Nee.
1: Uh-huh.
0: He's like a Chinese scholar in the 20th century, like wow. early 1900s. I've never heard of that book. That reformed, he really like helped shape the, the mindset and culture over there and in China. Of course, they still do with their other forces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, Watchman Nee, he has two books I want to read. Sit, Walk, Stand that talks about the believer's life coming out of Ephesians mm-hmm. and uh, The Body of Christ it's coming out of Romans I think i want to finish those two books and it's another book The Dam- the Logic of Hell or something like that and it's Damnation so those are three books I'm trying to finish but what I was saying is that this one book that my mom has it talks about it talks about Revelations because that's the book no one wants to talk about unless you're
1: kind of a awesome Pentecostal
0: church yeah <laughs> Yeah, unless you're yuck. Yep,
1: really.
0: <laughs> that's yeah, that's yep. If you're in John McIntyre, every... yeah, you have to talk about. You had to, but uh, it's the truth. So, um, it breaks it down and it has pictures and all this stuff to break down every chapter and every revelation and do the correlation. And you know, ultimately, if you understand the picture and see it in details, like jumping out of plane, if you see the ground in detail, it'll make you cherish you know the beauty of it even though it's a frightening thing yeah and so it has this one picture and it says the old testament prophets were pointing and you know they were preaching to christ the cross and the new testament prophets and where we're at now the new ramp or the the new covenant the post christ sec and centuries or whatever they call it we're pointing back to yeah. So we're saying we're able to do these things Because of what he did for us And the example he set. And it's not me it's that mm-hmm. So I'm able to serve in whatever Form or fashion and be purposeful Because of the example that Christ set. so that's crazy And it's it's nice To hear that mm-hmm. you know It's good you said that but our last thing And we can wrap this thing up It's a good podcast Um what seeds are you planting that will be effective that you know and and yeah, and then you can talk about your future plans and goals because I want to hear about them but uh, what <laughs> seeds do you think that you're planting that'll eventually become effective?
1: Um, I think right now in this season, in the work that I do, a lot of the cases that I work on are appointed cases, so it's like a public defender so The stigma surrounding public defenders. Yeah,
0: they don't care. They don't care.
1: I got a public defender. I need a free world lawyer. I need a real lawyer. Once I get a real lawyer, then my case, I can fight my case. And so, um, right now, I think the seeds that I'm trying to plant are that I, I'm not that kind of public defender. And that there are other people out here that really do this work because they care about the people and they yeah. really want to help people. So um, I think right now just trying to change the stigma surrounding public defenders and mm-hmm. um, you know, the representation that people get when they can't afford an attorney. Yeah. Um, that's very specific, I think, to the season of my life. Yeah. Um, I probably won't say that same thing in, yeah. you know. Five years, ten years, five fifteen years. years
0: you know, I don't know. So, goals like what are your goals and future plans? Like, what are some things that are you brainstorming, or mm-hmm. you felt that you you want to move towards?
1: Right now, because this is so new. Yeah, you
0: don't have to give a timetable. I'm
1: just line. trying to grow in my practice. Try mm-hmm. to really understand um, all aspects of criminal law. Help yeah. as many people as I possibly can. Um,
0: you think you're going to teach other people to operate in the same role and fashion like you are now?
1: I, that wouldn't be something that I would desire to do. I mean, if God puts yeah. it on my heart to do it, then, then I probably do will do it. I mean, I will have to do it,
0: yeah. but. It'll be um, best that you do it. You don't have to, you know, he doesn't force no, it. So.
1: I have to do it. If God tells me to do something, I'm going to do it. That wouldn't be an idea that I would create, Uh huh. Um. I think that's definitely possible. In my last role at the firm, I was in a teaching role, yeah. so that kind of grew into a teaching role. So I wouldn't be surprised if this did grow into a teaching role. Yeah. That would be my personal goal,
0: yeah. but that
1: may be a goal that um,
0: gets God, placed for right. me.
1: Because
0: yeah. I don't want to teach either. I don't want to be in front. I don't want to do morning chants and all those uh-huh. things. Run a musical. Uh-huh. Sit and listen to people's problems. Clean up cafeteria tables. You know? Mm. I don't want to do those things. But God had purposed it for me. And he told me, he said, I can't give you a school if you don't understand how school runs. That's very true. Said, but you just gave me a book but you don't read. <laughs> no. You don't read. i they give you a book if you don't read. You're hands on. This is hands on. Uh, and the phone was ringing answer yeah, that uh, do you have I guess personal goals or anything that uh, you um, aspiring to
1: do uh, I'm just trying to be the best wife and mother that I can be everyday which uh-huh. is challenging difficult yeah
0: it's challenging because everyday is different I don't I feel like if it wasn't for my wife, in a sense, keeping me in check, I'd be a terrible husband.
1: I feel like I'm a terrible person, yeah. all the time, yeah. and I—I I mean, just in the accountability sense, it's like mm. you see, just whenever you get into your relationship with God, I thought I was a good person until I realized I'm not such a great person. You, and up. you Yeah, and the same thing in marriage. Yeah. And in yeah, I, having I was, a child, you yeah, think you're great, and you're great, then you're like, then "Oh wait, I'm, I'm not great." So I'm every day, those, uh, yeah, yeah, every day I'm like, okay, yeah, I am, I suck, yeah, let me fix that,
0: yeah. And it's not to the point where I'm just a Debbie Downer, oh, yeah, it's just like, man, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought, and this,
1: then I was so blind to yeah. who I thought I was, yeah. like, I really did not even know myself, yeah,
0: that's one thing my wife told me, she said, stop trying to be something you're not stop uh, pretending this isn't you uh, and I hated it I was like this is me you don't know me uh, and when I got by myself I was like damn yeah. dang it I don't want to curse on this podcast I know I was going to ask you if
1: that's a, yeah. allowed
0: I mean I didn't curse though so. <laughs> but I mean you talk about relationships all the time I'm Like, it, you gotta be honest that's the only way it uh, works it's the only way it works. When it's honest, yeah, of course, you still have your challenges and the things you have to face together and individually. But honesty makes it like ten times better. Yeah. Cause well, and
1: honesty with yourself first.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Cause we will lie to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's probably what ultimately what I would like to do is just grow into a person that is not. Faking even to myself, let alone to other people, because
0: I feel like old people haven't mastered. Some old people haven't mastered because they just get to a point they just, hey, man, it is what it is. Uh I'm not being (laughs) a butt. I know,
1: I respect that. I'm just gonna tell
0: you, like, my grandmother is like that. She's just like, hey, (laughs) if the tree falls, the tree falls. I'm not gonna sit here and coat it. Uh It is what it is.
1: And it's too bad we don't have that mentality.
0: Early oh, yeah. on, you know, so that's pretty neat that you said that. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna try to work at that as well, cause I always take things from other people, and I like that. I like to. I'm starting to grow where I like to sit down and pick people's brain to see how they function and orchestrate. Uh-huh. Just cause I'm un, I I want to be the person to understand and empathize. I think that's how yeah. you say. It? Mm-hmm. And not just be so, oh, they're like this because of that. I know nothing. I actually want to read the book and yeah. forget about the covers. Yeah. So it's always interesting. But um, I'm going to give you shout outs If you have shout-outs, you have an Instagram. So I'm going to take your Instagram if you Ooh. want followers. And-
1: sure. I'm at uh she's a lawyer. She's that's a lawyer. That's yeah. That's your support. Instagram? Yeah. Oh, it's and not yeah, I have the other one. Oh, that's personal. my personal okay, one. Okay. And then my business one where yeah. I post about, you know, I do like little legal advice things. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's my Morgan Rogers Law.
0: Okay. Yeah. You probably gonna have to text that to me. But um yeah guys, this was another great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Also, if you know people who want to sponsor the podcast and the movement let me know you can email me at allnatsmatter at gmail.com. like i said we have the website up it's running it's we're starting to build and i'm excited about it i did not get it on my camera but it's cool <laughs> looks nice for visual effects thank you morgan i appreciate it thank this you really really fun
1: yeah
0: and i have to sit down again in six months to see what has changed but uh yeah, guys, stay tuned for the next episode. Uh, the season two. We're off to a great, great start. Remember, follow me on Facebook, Byron Hooker. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Joe's Interlude. Uh, we'll. I work on getting an All Nats Matter Instagram page. I didn't want to, but I think I'm gonna have to. So yeah, follow me, guys, on my Instagram to keep up with my content. If you have ideas or topics or you just want to email somebody, anonymously email me. So, here to talk and listen. Alright, be blessed.